Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast. We have a very special episode for you all today. We are going to be sharing our own fan fictions of the Pokemon universe. We're also going to be talking about whatever else comes to our minds. And just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, the Leaf Blower. Now I and they stopped. It. No, they stopped. Of course, they stopped as soon as I inched them. No, no, they're still going they're loud still going? and clear. Oh, Can I hear, hear it now. It? I hear it now. Okay, now I hear it. Yep, now we're back. All right, Leaf Blower, thanks for sharing. Uh, we're also here with our other co-host, Alex. Yeah, you know what? Every time, every time, I, I don't know what it is. I think I have a curse. I really do. Literally all morning long, nothing. Silent as a grave, and then. The minute I open my computer and turn on my microphone, here comes the neighbor with the leaf blower. They know, and it's really weird. It is. This happens no matter what day we do it. We we record on Sundays, (laughs) usually, and every Sunday it's always someone there. But even during the week, like a random Wednesday, this past Wednesday we record, and sure enough, somebody shows up and starts doing landscaping. It's just... It's a curse. And it was late, too. It was like nighttime. Yeah, it was like... (laughs) seven o'clock or something i'm like who the hell is leaf blowing at seven o'clock at night oh my god it stopped for now all right okay for now well, well while it stopped we'll introduce our other co-host austin i'm currently building alex a soundproof room <laughs> that she can record from from now on i would love we're gonna that. be coming from you live from the studio the anti-leaf blower studio that's That'd right be perfect we can get some i think it's was it egg eggshell cartons or something like that that people staple on walls to help with the sound is that what they use i've never heard of that well, is that what they did i think that's what so. they did in like budget in... soundproofing <laughs> yeah i remember that guy from hustle and flow he's like we got to make this room soundproof and that's what they used was eggshell cartons maybe i should just hang up a curtain of eggshell cartons and is like it even called that eggshell cartons <laughs> that's what I'm not saying. egg cartons oh maybe it is egg the eggshell <laughs> carton well they're Protecting the shells more than they are the egg, right? That's, I mean, the shells protect the innards of the egg. That's right. So the, the eggshell container contains the eggshells, and the eggshells <laughs> contain the eggs. We just we just added an extra layer to it. We're calling it the right thing, I think. Alex, how do you feel? I think we're on the right track with what we're saying. I'm in agreement. Egg cartons, eggshell cartons, it's the same thing. They're all the same part of the same thing. Like, the shell protects the egg, like you said, and in turn, the carton protects the shell. There's no right or wrong answer here. It just is. You'd be a great mediator. There's not a wrong answer. We're all in this together. <laughs> I found something called eggcartonstore.com. Eggcartonstore.com. That sounds suspiciously like not... That that wouldn't be what that would imply. I found a competitor. Eggcartons.com. Ooh. Do they price match? I have no idea. I'm not getting a single result for eggshell carton. Okay. We have our verdict. No such thing. That's going to be our new podcast, Eggshell Cartons. I did a science experiment when I was in the third grade for eggshells. It was to see how strong they were. And so I cut the eggs in 
half or crack them in half and then stack books upon the arch of the eggshell and see how many dictionaries they could hold before they cracked. I think it was like 18. So, wow. I, I'm sorry. Eggs are pretty you, strong. You cut them in half? Yeah, cracked them in half. Wow. Did you do like a really nice, clean cut? Yeah, it was like, you know, the faster you cut, the straighter it is. Yeah. So it was like that. That's and impressive. Then, then we like put putty on this cardboard thing and strapped them to putty. And then we just stacked dictionaries on top of them, like the big red ones, those big red dictionaries. And it held like 18 before they cracked. So eggshells are pretty strong. So Jeez. That's like the same thing with spider silk, like really strong for what it is. You can make a bulletproof vest out of it. Can you really? Yeah, they actually do do that. Interesting. Are Interesting. we delaying reading nope, our fiction? we're not delaying. Fiction? We're going to, before we, we get into <laughs> our fan fiction, before we do the fan fictions, you know, we got to talk about our weeks with Week Talk, which is W-E-A-K, because we usually don't have much to say. I'm going to kick it off to, I'm going to give it to Austin. Yeah. As we mentioned in the previous episode, we are recording this after Thanksgiving in the U.S. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? I'm passing the buck. It was it was good. There's a lot of food. I feel like when it comes to Thanksgiving, you cook. Well, I didn't cook, you know, but uh, the person who cooked spent a lot of time cooking. And then I feel like the eating portions maybe like 20 minutes at most. But this cooking process is like hours upon hours. It's always easier to destroy than it is to create. Whoa. Oh, I know. Big brain time and out of the drawing pan. <laughs> That is true, but it was really good, uh, really good food. Yeah, I think it was just relaxing, which is the main thing I wanted out of Thanksgiving was just to relax. I'm glad yours was relaxing. Mine was not. Ooh. Care to elaborate? the babysitter Uncle Austin mode. Oh. Intermittently, um, every so often, because um, the kids were at my parents' house, and I'm a good half-hour drive from my parents' house, so I'd pop in occasionally and be like, it's Austin time, kids. <laughs> and they go, yay. And then I would get exhausted within 30 minutes. Sounds about right. Yeah, Relevant about to right. this podcast, we um, we played the Pokemon Master Trainer game from the 90s. Ooh, Ooh, how was that? It was a big hit. That game is so fun. That game is like wild. I've never played it. Okay, we're going to play it. That we need to like play an activity it. we need to do. Yeah, and I would say let's record a podcast about it, but that sounds actually like it'd be really boring, even more so than we usually are. Could you record over the playthrough? I don't know what we would. Do. I don't oh. know. I don't think it's possible. I don't yeah. think there's a fun way to do it. Listeners, if you would like to listen to us play a board game, it's fun let in us the know. moment when you're there. Anybody who has owned or played Pokemon Master Trainer in any of its iterations, because I think there's a few versions of it, let us know. Okay, so. I, in my childhood, had the original, the mm-hmm. 90s version. I didn't even know there was a Generation 2 version until years later. But by random chance, when I was a little older, like 13 or so, I found the Generation 3 version, which is completely different. So I have that one. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the Generation 2 one. And I look on eBay to see how much it goes for. And to get it complete, it's over $400. Oh, my gosh. So that's not going to happen. That's not exactly worth it. Is this so I'm not going to have a complete... No, it's like board game. Oh, it's a board game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. you can't you can't emulate it. It's a oh, whole thing. Okay. And there's like a million sense. different little pieces because each like Pokemon character is a oh little chip. Wow. So yeah, I can see why it's hard to get a complete version of it. It's one of those things. It's like with anything Pokemon, you've got to buy it 
when it's new or when it comes out because if you don't you either a miss out on it 100% or people years later jack up the price exorbitantly like and I don't know if you can hear the leaf blower again so. yeah, leaf blower's back. the leaf blower's back it's gonna be a recurring guest on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but that is true about the pokemon stuff because even the card sets now if you don't get the set originally when it comes out now even if it's a new set as soon as the next set comes out the previous set the prices are already jacked up to extreme prices so it's like you've got to get it instantly or you're just not going to get it at all. That's the reason why people are just buying it up and up and up. I don't know who's more to blame here. I think it's kind of a maybe a 60-40 split. Like Nintendo's to blame because they never lower their prices for anything. Like anything. Years later and you still got a game that's like $60. But also the fans too. Like resellers, they buy the stuff and then they jack up the prices because they know people will pay for it no matter what. So... I don't know. Stop buying stuff for crazy prices. It's not worth it. <laughs> yep. We're all just going to switch over to Yu-Gi-Oh. That's what we're doing. We're all yep. changing. Jumping tides. Anyway, Alex, how was your Thanksgiving? We didn't hear your how your festivities were. Let me think. Eh, it was pretty low-key. We kind of... Last year, we stopped doing the turkey thing because turkeys are just so time-consuming. And me, personally, I never feel like they come out right. They're always dry. Um, so we started doing chicken, rotisserie chicken instead. And we got a rotisserie chicken from Costco, and it was really good and super easy because it's already <laughs> cooked. Um, so we just made all the sides, and it was really low-key. We don't have, like, a, a lot of extended family, but that was it. Small family affair. It, well, actually, it was the first time I did see a lot of my family in over a year and a half just because of, Oh, wow. Yeah, because of the pandemic. You know, we were all being careful. My grandparents are older. Mm-hmm. But we all have the vaccine now, so we felt like, okay, it's, you know, we're safe to do this. It's only a few of us, a handful of us, so that was really nice to see family again after so long, but other than that, nothing else interesting that I can think of anyway. I feel the same way about turkey. I'm more of a ham guy now. Yeah. Turkeys are just too much of a pain in the ass. I mean, like, it takes hours and hours to cook it, either bake it or fry it up or whatever. It's just too much work. I like to buy it pre-sliced and in packaging. Yeah, that's how Ooh. that's how I like it. Yeah, it tastes just the same anyway. So it tastes better. Yeah, it's all that salt and preservatives in it. Mmm, mm. delicious. Mm. <laughs> well, it helps you live longer. You know, that's like people complain about preservatives and stuff in food, but that stuff gets inside you, and then oh you God. live you live longer because of it. I don't know if that is true. That is true. I mean, you could buy a Big Mac, and then two years later, it looks the exact same. If you ate that Big Mac, that was inside you. So then your body, yeah, you like gain its power. Sure, yep. Mm -hmm, That's how it works. (laughs) You absorb it. That's just how it works. That's the reason why that stuff's not bad for you. You you hold it in your arteries for future use. Yeah. Goodness. Well, Austin, anything else happened for your week? That was just, we're just on Austin's week. I forgot about that. Anything else happened? um, No, not really. Nothing interesting. Cool deal. I guess I'll take the the wheel next. I did a 5K recently. Yeah, it was one of our local ones. It was actually on Thanksgiving Day. And we finished it, and that knocked us out for the rest of the day. So it was like it was ran, ate, and then it was like nap time. It was like you're full, you just ran, it's... We're good for the day. Wait, so you ran first and then ate, or you ate and then ran? Because... 
that might change up the whole game. <laughs> we actually ran it, the 5K was first, and then the feast. Was okay, after. okay. Yeah, there's no way I could do the feast and then go run. I would be. Yeah, I was about to say. I think uh, you might have a little bit of a messy time if that happened. Yeah, there's just no way I could do that. But uh, it was fun. We completed it, and we met our time goal, which was nice. So, what was your time goal, if you, if I may ask? We were shooting for under an hour because there was no way we had oh. time to train. So, yeah, we gave ourselves yeah, a pretty yeah. good window yeah, fair, there. Fair. <laughs> Faster than I could do it. Yeah, we gave ourselves a pretty big window to beat. So, we wanted to go out on a high note and a low note. So, well, good for you for being active. I just sat around like a lazy blob. So, good for you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We went, we did the race, and then I went out and I got or hunted the turkey, and then poached the potatoes from the ground and gathered the squash and. You know, we just made it right then and there. You got a busy day. Yep. Indeed. And that was pretty much it for my week, so I guess I'll pass it along to Alex. Well, that was about it. I mean, we did the Thanksgiving thing. Did I? Did we talk about this last time on the podcast, that contest I won? I did get it in the mail. Yes. Oh, yeah, you got it? Good. Good. Yes. So I was very excited. Like I, th- I think I mentioned before, I've never won anything before in my life. So it's the small things. I was super excited. And what else? What else happened? Anything? Well, a stray cat has started coming around, and we have two cats already. At least I think it's a stray. It's a very friendly cat, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's just an outdoor cat. I don't know. Either way, it started coming around, and the two cats that we already have did not appreciate this at all. (laughs) Side note, do not let your cat wander around like that. Don't do that. You're asking for trouble. I can't be sure what it is, if it's a stray or if it's somebody's like a local cat that somebody has that's just an outdoor indoor cat i don't know the situation but i feel like if it keeps coming around we may try to see if we can take it and see if it's chipped or whatever but um the two yeah like i said the two cats we have did not appreciate this they were going crazy this morning hissing and following it around because it was outside the window (laughs) do people call our cats like they do dogs or is that just not a thing um, some people do, although I have heard that because cats get into small spaces and when they run around in the woods, there's a possibility that the collar can get caught. And so it might be dangerous for the cat if the collar was caught on something. Oh my, I never thought of that. <laughs> wow. That is a good point. So I think people, some people don't put collars on their cats because you just never know if it gets caught on something and then there's like a coyote or some kind of hawk or something, you know, you never know mm-hmm. or they can, you know accidentally hurt themselves or something but don't let your cat wander around like that (laughs) yes please yeah psa of the day so we'll see we'll see what happens with this cat i feel very i feel so bad for it i'm like it's so cute and i want to take it in but we just can't and but we'll try to make sure it's okay if it you know keeps coming back but we'll see the saga continues we'll be looking for more updates as we go on but I'm glad you got your th- stuff in the mail. I was I was like, I wonder if this is legit. So now I know to actually try to win one of those. It is legit. I come I across so, one. Yeah, exactly. I was, you know, people are out there scamming every day, so you just never know. But this one was legit, and I was so happy. So an early Christmas present for me. Do you have a plan to use your coupon yet, or are you saving that for a later um, time? I'm trying to be strategic, being strategic. I didn't do a whole lot of black friday shopping i was trying to watch like some youtube videos of people who are like anti-haul when it comes to like cosmetics and stuff like that and you know anti-buy not like in a bad way but just like do you really need it let's be strategic like don't just buy stuff because you've got the fomo and the fear of missing out on stuff 
it's not you don't need it you can survive without it so I've really been really trying hard to not go crazy <laughs> be fru- uh what they call it frugal frugal yes. the word. yeah that's the word just because it looks like it's a good deal doesn't actually mean it's a good deal because sometimes they'll jack the prices up prior and then you think oh my god it's a great deal but it's really not yes austin jacob i believe you have one more update for the audience who really want to know something about you do i where are you sitting currently? Oh, yeah. I've Arguably updated. the biggest news of the week. Yeah, so I was driving by <laughs> the back of a Big Lots the other day, and I noticed there was this table by the dumpster. And so is I was... It, is this able, true? No, it's not true at all. Oh, yeah. We had an extra table laying around, and I was like, hey, I think I could use that for something. And so I brought it up to the room where I normally record. Now I have a nice little... Uh, makeshift desk and some chairs. Congratulations! Chair Hooray! Thank you. I've, I've upgraded. I'm like podcasting like 1.0 now. My back is thanking me for this chair very much. So, like, my back is like, yeah, very you happy. were on the floor before, so this is a very good upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I was getting really comfortable down there, so I'm glad I'm able to rise up. You know, the bugs were getting used to me being down there, so. Yeah, my creaky old joints don't let me get on the floor anymore. I was wondering what that popping noise was. That's actually my chair. Oh, that's your chair? Oh, then. Okay, yeah. good. Did you hear it? Yeah, but uh, thank you for reminding me of that, Austin, because I actually forgot to mention that. So if the audio sounds a little different from my end, it's because of this new setup I have here. Hopefully it's better. We'll see. We can't ever tell until after we export it, so... Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's always fingers a surprise. <laughs> it's fingers crossed. It thrills a minute over here is what it is. My favorite is when we like do like a practice run and we like record and like it sounds perfectly fine. And we're like, okay, great. It's working. And then we actually record and then it sounds like utter shit. Sometimes we do two practice runs and it's perfect. And then we're like, oh, we're golden. And then it turns out, no, it just doesn't matter how many times we practice. It just never comes out straight. But whatever. That's all right. It's... It's charming in its own way. It is. It's home-brewed podcasting. That's what it is. Leave five stars in a review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Every yes. time. You got to remind them every time. Audience, if you want more people to listen to the show, leave five stars in a review. We'll thank you for it. And post Consider a link on your Twitter. us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Should we dive into this? I feel like... Is the time come for... (laughs) Yeah, maybe stop listening, leave five stars, and then come back for the next episode. Maybe that's what the best thing to do would be. (laughs) No, this is going to be great. (laughs) If you like casual conversation, this is you need to leave here. And if you want to get into some weird fanfics, continue listening, please. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. I'm starting to get sweaty. (laughs) Let's go ahead. We'll go ahead and get into it. I want to preface this, but I didn't know how widespread the fan fiction community was until i was like googling i didn't like steal any ideas or anything but i was googling like pokemon fan fictions and i was oh, like jacob oh, oh sweet summer child you <laughs> oh my i was i was ignorant <laughs> i was totally ignorant and it's okay to stay ignorant for some of these things it's okay <laughs> i read one and i'm gonna stay ignorant this is as far as my yeah. fan fiction comes as far was as it, was it a sexy fan fiction you read jacob or give us an idea without calling out the person Okay, so my mortal, I was like, okay, this is probably a one spinoff kind of thing. The person was just being goofy and crazy. No, it turns out they're all kind of like that in some <laughs> way. And yeah, the one I had was like 
there was multiple relationships going on. Some didn't make Ooh, any sense. Spicy. Yeah, there's a lot of violence. Ooh. I definitely saw a lot of tropes in there and a lot of references to other material. And I was like, I'm going to stop here. I'm just going to take a step back and I want to spoil myself because I'm sure we all came up with some good stuff too. You weren't reading Sonic Chew, were you? No, 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 no. Okay. I do okay, know what that sure. one is though. I heard of okay, that I one. I vaguely I know what that is. Okay. I avoided that. I'll defend fan fiction for a moment, not as a fan fiction writer, because I'm not one, just because, as we know, Pokemon and Harry Potter and stuff like that are obviously intended for children, so I'm imagining a lot of very young people are using fan fiction as a means to learn their craft and learn the ins and outs of it at a very young age, and obviously it's going to be very imperfect, but, you know, y'all do you, it's all good, you hone your skills, excellent. This is why we're not reading anyone else's fan fiction, because we don't want to make fun of something a child wrote. So instead, we're going to read our own fan fiction and make fun of how inept we are. You say that like we're not making fun of My Immortal. I'm, well, we're doing that under the impression that My Immortal is purposefully bad. Well, so we're allowed true. to yes, do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to discredit any fan fiction writers out there. I no, just happened to blurp into all. some ones that were different that a certain audience would probably enjoy but you know we all have our cups of tea i guess what you would Jacob, say maybe could you link me to that at a later time i don't even know if i could find it again yeah i'll oh, see if okay. i can find it again it was like <laughs> it was different i'm pretty sure uh it entertained some people you know i will say that over the years i've come, come across some very well written fan fiction there are some very talented writers out there so yes you know, some of them are very good, very good. You know, it's just, I know people, like, it, it It does get a little disappointing sometimes where it's like you're waiting for an update for a story because it's so well written and, you know, the person just never updates again. But some of it has been very good, I will say. Yeah, if you can write, period, good for you because yeah, I have God ADD. knows. <laughs> yeah, I had like ADD <laughs> writing this. I couldn't hone in on like one idea. I don't know how writers like get one idea and are able to kind of like, I had to keep making up stuff just to <laughs> exactly just to get it like done. it's impressive. It really is impressive. Like I'm gonna say just for me, I can't speak for anybody else. Mine is straight trash. So I definitely, definitely am envious in you know people who can write well. It's just, it's a it's a real talent. All right. Well, do we want to randomize? The I order? did. I did. Oh God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and um. I guess you pushed the trash to the curb because it's ready to get picked up because you're leading us off, Alex. No, God, Yay! no. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to walk us through your process before you begin or do you want to do so afterwards? <laughs> your process. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can hear, but now somebody downstairs is vacuuming. So do we really want to do this when, I, when I'm having a vacuuming issue? What does a mm, vacuum delay, cleaner... Delay, delay, delay. What does a vacuum cleaner and my fan fiction have in common? They suck. They both <laughs> suck. That's right. Hey. I mean, I can do this, but just know that there's a vacuum in the background. Can you go yell at whatever family member is doing that? Yeah, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I thought it kind of added to the atmosphere of it. I thought it was like, no. sh- it was a stormy night. Oh, Alex is back. She's back. I guess uh, the she won the battle. I'm going to commentate what she's doing. She's getting ready. All this is getting cut out, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's why we were saying really obscene things. Okay. Yeah, that, okay, that problem solved. All right, we're back. Okay, am I really having to do this first? Oh my God, yeah. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> we're starting from the top and making our way down. Yes, the best is for first. 
sweaty it. now, just so you know. Own it. All right, how do you even start with this? How to preface this? Okay, so I've been agonizing over this for weeks and weeks because Austin, to his credit, gave us a lot of time, and he warned us and he said, "This is, you know, do you want to do this? You know, this is coming up, you know, months ago." So we've had some time, but in true Alex fashion, I'm a procrastinator. So I wrote this yesterday. So, um, you know, we'll see how it comes out. But I was, I was agonizing over what should I write about? I'm not a particularly funny writer. I'm not a particularly serious writer. I don't even know. I used to write a little bit 10 years ago. It's been a long time. I used to be a lot better writing because I wrote more frequently. And I haven't written in like 10 years. So this is really garbage. But <laughs> I was inspired by Pokemon Live. <laughs> And which we'll get to, we'll get to in a future episode. But it's the live like play adaptation of Pokemon, and in that play, there is a relationship, or at least implied relationship, between Delia and Giovanni. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm Ooh, curious we'll to see there. where this goes. <laughs> and also, you know, I guess I'm a hopeless romantic at heart, and I was like, I guess I can write something with a romantic undertone. But I still couldn't figure out what to write. So I went online and I found a fanfiction prompt randomizer. So I wrote from this prompt that I got, which was completely random. But I was like, well, maybe this will work for like the whole Giovanni Delia scenario I have like bouncing around in my head. All right. Are we allowed to interject? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What is your sort of start with your title and your author's notes? I don't have a title. It's just oh. titled Fan Fiction Episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a title Untitled right now. Untitled work. My Mortal That's what we're going to call it. Bring Me to Life. <laughs> Adelia and Giovanni story. <laughs> a Flower Blossoms. Okay. So the pro- I'll start out with the prompt so that you guys have a an understanding of what I based this on. And I wrote it in like a story format. I don't know. Okay. I'm so embarrassed. I've never written and read anything before. So... Okay, so the prompt that I got, completely random, online, and I don't remember the source, so I apologize. The prompt is, you make a great team. One is the driver, another takes the money, and you are the lookout. The three of you have been successful bank robbers for six jobs now. As the police begin closing in, you find yourselves in conflict. One never wants to stop, the other one wants out of the game, and they are both in love with you. Ooh! Austin is so excited for this, and it's I, making me I feel am too. even more pressure. I am jumping in my chair excited. Stop! Keep, oh my god. I keep bumping my desk. I'm like, boop, uh, hit with my arm. You guys are way overestimating what this is going to be. Both Jacob and I are beaming in excitement. Stop! <laughs> I'm getting more nervous. My cheeks are getting sore. I don't... Obviously, this is an audio-based podcast, which for which I'm glad, because I'm so red right now, and I'm sweaty, and it's awful. Okay. Hmm. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'll close my eyes. What I did is I pulled up in a separate tab, so I'm not going to be looking at y'all when I read. So I'm just going to oh, hear okay. the yeah. groans, you know, so I think that's going to help me. Okay. I'm going to try to do this, too, with, like, the voices because there's dialogue and everything. So I'm going to try my best. Don't laugh at me. Like I said, I've never written anything to, like, explicitly read for somebody else before. So here we go. You sure nobody else wants to do this first? <laughs> stall, 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 stall. Oh my god, oh my god. So now I feel like this is too serious and you guys are going to laugh. That's the point. 
so how are we going to do this if you guys want to interject? I'll just raise our, We'll raise hands. All right. You might just have to start talking because I might get caught up in it and might not realize Yeah, we'll do that. We'll just start it. talking. Okay. okay. All right. My heart's going so fast. <laughs> okay. This is this sounded so much easier last night when I was going over this. Alex, are you gonna cut all this out? No. <laughs> okay. Straight, raw, unedited. The build bullshit. up. The build up, the anticipation. Alright. Everything that you have in the case, immediately. Even after all these years, she was still baffled at how calm and collected he could be in these types of high stress situations. The faint wail of distant sirens were growing closer now. They'd be converging on the bank within a matter of minutes. Despite the danger and the utter urgency of it all, he could still effortlessly converse with the clerk with that tone of his. So debonair, yet nonchalant, like they were two old friends taking afternoon tea and discussing the weather. The clerk slid the bills to him across the marble countertop, and with a single motion he swiped the stacks into a leather briefcase and snapped it shut. The sirens were much closer now. Her palms were starting to sweat. Gee, it's time, she cautioned. Arbok, we're done here. Stop laughing at me. G. They have to have code names, okay? I love it. No, that's oh, great. Oh, Arbok's a code name. No. G. Arbok's a Pokemon. Arbok is a Pokemon. Oh, G is the code name. Got G is it. the code name, yes. Got it, got it, I'm got so it. glad okay. this is clear. Okay. I thought you meant like G golly willikers. No, the preface of them being in love, like she would call him okay. G. All right, A, let's keep going. Okay. Arbok, we're done here. The large cobra relaxed its stance, no longer poised to strike the man behind the counter. Much obliged. He tipped his hat to the terrified teller, then turned to her after recalling the reptile to its ball. She couldn't exactly see his face, which was obscured by the Persian mask he wore, but she she could tell he was smirking at her. Something about the way his eyes were glinting at her through the two slits in the mask. Yes, yes. Any thoughts so far? This is hot. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) The detail, man. Is this this Fifty Shades of Grey stuff here? I'm not making fun of you. I'm like genuinely reacting. No, this is really good. Yeah, I'm actually want to know. Keep going, please. Okay. See, this is why I was embarrassed because I was like, oh my God, did I I overdo this? Okay. No, you're doing great, really. Coughing. Smokescreen, she commanded, and a thick green smoke filled the room as they hastily retreated. Geo, where is he? She asked as they exited the building into a back alley. Late, as always. Typical, he sneered as he adjusted his tie and smoothed down the front of his dark suit. We cut it too close this time. What if he... What if they caught him? What will we do? She fretted, wringing her hands anxiously. My darling Delia, you worry too much. He enveloped her hands in his, easing their trembling. The sound of a vehicle fast approaching and the squeal of rubber tires on asphalt sent her heart into a frenzy and she whipped her head around, fully expecting to be confronted with those flashing blue lights and barking growlith. But it wasn't the police. Just a beat-up old vanillite cones ice cream truck. (laughs) I'm trying to make this Pokemon-related, okay? So I had to throw some shit in there. Oh, thank goodness. Delia breathed a sigh of relief. Geo's grip loosened, and he released her hands from his. Yes, what luck, he drawled, as they both jogged toward the waiting van. Once they were out of the city proper, it was clear that they weren't and clear that they weren't being followed. Delia loosened the ribbon of her salamence mask and pulled it from her face. Geo did the same, turning to face the driver of the van. Well, well, you gave Delia quite the scare earlier. She thought you'd been indisposed. Quite a relief that you are not, of course. However, I must ask, is the infallible Silver losing his touch? <gasps> 
Oh you. my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? It's Silver. I know. Silver. Uh, Jacob, are you aware of who Silver is? Um, from Gold and Silver. Close. Not the not Silver, the red-haired kid. Oh, okay. I was thinking that for a second. Uh, enlighten me. I'm looking for a picture of him. Oh, yeah. He's kind of hot. This is phenomenal. Did you see this episode of Pokemon Chronicles, Jacob? <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, so should I that stop here and just kind of, like, give an explanation a little no, bit? No, no. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. That is great. Okay, I'll keep going. Just Okay, just a side note. The Salamence, they have masks because they're bank robbers. Salamence is one of Silver's Pokemon. That's why I picked it. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, Tedelia, the question seemed more like a taunt. The man's shoulders tensed, but he didn't turn to look at Geo, instead choosing to focus on the road. It was close. Those uniforms almost got me. And I told you, Giovanni, I don't use that nickname anymore. That was a long time ago. Just Sylvester now, please. Giovanni rolled his eyes. As you wish. Delia placed her hand on Sylvester's leg gingerly, which seemed to surprise him. We're glad you're safe, Sylvester, that's all. Even in the darkness, Delia thought she noticed the faintest hint of warmth on his cheeks. Out of the corner of her eye, she noted Giovanni staring at her strangely, but he said nothing further. The rest of the drive back to their hideout was spent in silence. It was uncomfortable and tense, to say the least. It had gotten progressively more awkward these past few rides, she noticed. In the beginning, things had been different. Sylvester would cut up, recounting the best moments of their heists. Giovanni might count their take and mull over how best to spend it. Ordelia would sing jovially, albeit off-key, to her favorite pop song on the radio. Delia couldn't help but wonder what changed these last few months. Oh my god, oh my this gosh. is so much longer than I thought it was going to be. We're halfway done now. I'm glued to my seat. Stop it. Yeah, I want to know where this is going. Yeah, really, me too. I'm like, okay, we got some conflict going on, some inner It didn't conflict. end very well. Ending is hard. I kept pestering Austin. I'm like, how do I end this? How do I end this? So it's not very good, but we'll just see. I want it to get sexy. It's not going to get sexy. Darn it. It's not that sexy. But the sensuality so far. Okay, good. That's kind of what I was going for. Geo. Bonnie. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the van lurched to a stop in the gravel driveway of the small cabin that they were occupying. It was a quaint place on the outskirts of Pewter City. I think it best, Giovanni mused as they closed the doors behind them, for us to remain out of sight for the next few days, let the police conduct their investigation in Saffron, and let the scrutiny subside. We can start planning our next move then. Giovanni started toward the house, the small rocks crunching underneath his wingtips as he walked. After a few steps, he turned back when he realized neither of his teammates were following him. Delia, darling, what's the matter? Come along, he held out his hand to her invitingly. She made to follow Giovanni back to the house. Aren't you coming, she asked, looking back over her shoulder at Sylvester. Sylvester was quiet then and seemed to hesitate, shifting uncomfortably where he stood. Delia, I, I don't think so. His response, so unexpected, made her freeze where she stood. What? Giovanni hissed from somewhere behind her. You heard what I said, he returned coldly. What do you mean you don't think so? Delia questioned. I've been thinking about what we've done, what we've been doing, the bank sprees, the heists, all of it. It's not what I want anymore. He put his hand on the side panel of the van, tracing the faded outline of the vanillite painted there. I want to be a Pokemon trainer. Maybe settle down in a small town after traveling. All I know is I don't want this kind of life anymore. And I don't think you want it either. His pale eyes fixed her to where she stood. Delia, come with me. 
be with me. What the audience can't see is me and Jacob like silently gasping at every new dialogue. <laughs> I'm, like, covering my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Are you guys like really invested in this? Yeah, this? I'm like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I didn't actually see that coming. I thought it was. Keep going, please. Okay. Delia blinked at him, appalled at his confession. A warmth spread across her cheeks as she came to understand his preposition. She was too t- stunned to speak and hadn't even noticed that Giovanni had stalked several paces forward, hands curled into fists. Insolent! How dare you presume to know her heart? Giovanni spat. (laughs) Sorry, I was getting dramatic in this paragraph. (laughs) Before you, it was her and I. You're fortunate we pitied you, a nobody slumming it on the streets. You'd be as good as dead if not for us. He grabbed her hand, clenching it tightly in his. Come, my dear. Giovanni turned on his heel, yanking her along. But Delia wrenched her hand away, much to Giovanni's astonishment. Gio, no, I'm sorry. She wrapped her arms around herself, shivering in the cool dusk air. Sylvester's right, I have been thinking, and I don't want this anymore. We got lucky, with the jobs before, and it was... Sure, it was fun while it lasted, but who's to say our luck won't run out next time? Today was too close for comfort. A sad smile tugged at the corners of her mouth as she backed away from Giovanni and moved towards Sylvester. Giovanni chuckled bitterly. Foolish. Delia wasn't quite sure if he was referring to herself and Sylvester, or was perhaps chastising himself. Delia, my darling... I would give you the moon itself, every star in the sky. You need only ask. You'd throw away everything we built for quaint domesticity. Ooh, I want Giovanni to romance me. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to write him as like a smooth talker, but... Oh, you nailed it. Ooh, it's working. I'm trying to fan myself. I know, I need to take off this hoodie and zip it a little bit. You might hear it in the mic. I know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get everyone all hot and bothered. (sighs) You'd throw everything away we built for quaint domesticity with him? Delia nodded, her expression somber. I care about you, Gio. I always will, but things have changed. She weaved her fingers through Sylvester's and clutched his hand tightly. Giovanni huffed angrily, his eyes glinting like glossy black beetles in the low light. So be it, Delia. But you will come to regret it. Our, well, my new team, rather, will skyrocket to infamous heights. Hey! Sorry, that was good. That was ah. good. <laughs> I okay. That was too. That was cheesy. I know, but anyway. No, I like it. That was good. <laughs> Beside her, Sylvester had opened the door to the rusted old van. Delia, he said softly, gently urging her inside. Goodbye, Geo. She whispered, a single tear tracing a line down her cheek. Sylvester climbed into the driver's seat, engine turning over as he turned the key. Delia stared pensively in the rearview mirror as the cabin and Giovanni disappeared from sight as they turned the corner. They drove in silence for a moment until Sylvester turned slightly to look at her. He reached out, wiping the tear away with a gentle finger. Everything will be okay, I promise. Sylvester caressed her cheek lovingly. I know a place, a small town. We can start fresh there. From the ashes, as it were. Ah! Delia glanced at him, curious. Where? She... (laughs) She turned the Salamence mask over in her hands, wondering if there was ever truly a thing as starting fresh. A tiny village called Pallet, he told her, squeezing her hand encouragingly. As they drove, Delia gazed out the front windshield, watching as the morning sun began to peek over the horizon. From the ashes, she repeated quietly, sounds like an adventure. The end. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. 
very, snaps, very well snaps done. Snaps for silver. Gosh. <laughs> so I, I kind of went with the fact that like silver was a nickname and his name is actually Sylvester. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was being gratuitous with that. I should have probably went first because mine's nowhere near as serious or as descriptive as that. Yeah, mine's not either. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> We're starting from the top and making our way down. Yeah, I now I that was like, like the, the cream of the crop. That was very Pokemon with the Team Rocket, Sky Rocket, Ashes, all that. Yeah, <laughs> all the wanna, puns. Yep. If you want to stop listening now, because you just got the cream of the oh crop. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like I've misunderstood the assignment now. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're showing the wide variety of fan fiction tones and purposes that I can serve. How about that? I feel like okay, as the as the female of the group. Is it a cliche that I went with the romantic fan fiction? No, we needed a romantic <laughs> We need <one>. some romance. <laughs> okay, I have a question for the author. Yes. Did Delia and Sylvester already have a relationship while she was with Gio, or did that come after this conversation? I feel like it was kind of like a love triangle a little bit. Ooh. Had, had, they, had they consummated? No. Okay. Like her, okay, so obviously there was more history with her and Giovanni than Sylvester. Sylvester's the newcomer to the group. I like the backstory of, we saved you from the streets. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck else to write. <laughs> well, this picture kind of looks like he would be, maybe. I don't know. I had to make this short. You said that yours was like two pages, and I was like, okay. So I was writing this, and I was like, I need to limit myself to two pages. So that's what we got. I couldn't go into detail with the backstory. And that was a lot longer reading it than I thought it was going to take. I, I didn't know how the length either, so I wrote kind of two short stories. Oh, God, somebody else, please, <laughs> take the yeah, spotlight who's away. It now? Well, the randomizer has spoken, and <laughs> it is it is me. Okay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, I will say this. This is just goofy, and Alex put a standard there that we're not going to be able to, no, I'm not gonna be able no, to meet. No, 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 So this is We got be multiple great. tones. It's good. Good. Let's we go. have variety. This is what, the, like Austin said, the various genres and, and flavors of, of fan fiction. So go for it. You can do it. Let me make sure I got the right one. Okay. Alright, if you hear me plugging the keyboard, I'm sorry, I have to kind of scroll the screen to read it. This is about our lovely friend Pikachu and a little bit of his backstory. Aww. Don't get that. Uh, don't don't it. It's no, not odd. Oh. It's not odd worthy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is this going to be sexy? <laughs> no, no, this is nowhere sexy. Okay. This is called Pikachu, and it's just called Pikachu. At least it had a title. Good for you. <laughs> yes. Let me kind of position myself here. Here we go. Pikachu had been fighting troops all night. Nicely, so he didn't hurt them too badly, of course. Pikachu then remembered the abuse he suffered as a child. His parents never loved him. Pikachu knew, always telling him off for everything he did. His parents never loved him. And that would continue continue until one day, Pikachu's parents were no longer with us and had perished. He was then forced to live with his uncle and aunt. There he lived in a basement, and every night he would cry himself to sleep because he felt no one cared for him. Pikachu was forced to do all the work around the house, but it still wasn't enough. His uncle and aunt still didn't love him, and so they sent him to an orphanage. Poor Pikachu. 
This is darker than I remember. Oh, my God. This is very dark. <laughs> we got a, a Cinderella pretty... story going yeah, on yeah. here. Okay. So we're off to an orphanage. Pikachu didn't think life could get any worse. But there, he learned life still had more horror in store for him. Because the orphan- orphanage turned out to be a secret front for a highly criminal organization. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they put all the children there. <laughs> all the children there to work in their factories and mines. Pikachu there, of course, was set to work. But despite the horror of the orphanage, he was finally at a place where others were treated just as badly as he was. Hopefully, finally Pikachu could make some real friends, he thought. But that thought, too, turned to merely a fantasy. As the kids soon saw that Pikachu was not like them, Pikachu was special, and the kids didn't like him for that. And so every night, when the kids would return from the factories and mines, they would neglect Pikachu and go to bed without even acknowledging his presence, and they would also make him clean the showers and the toilets. And whenever something went wrong, the children would yell, Pikachu did it! And then Pikachu would be punished because the, the orphanage, people who ran the orphanage believed that he had committed the crime. And so Pikachu continued to think that no one in the world would love him. Until one day, an organization of superheroes attacked the criminals and freed all the kids. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> Is that the end? Nope. And they also oh, freed okay, Pikachu. Okay. <laughs> that was a dramatic pause. And Pikachu was also freed. Hooray! Yay, Pikachu! Yay. And they said, don't worry, Pikachu. We're here to take care of you. We'll train you, and you'll become a part of our family. They chose Pikachu because he was special. Pikachu was then taken into a secret organization called the WHO. For a while, it looked like Pikachu was just at home. Pikachu got to train with all the other secret heroes, and he trained with all sorts of things. He was able to study and practice martial arts. The other recruits didn't want to socialize with Pikachu, though. They hated him for how quickly Pikachu mastered all the material that the superheroes made him do. And for that, Pikachu was neglected, and they would tell him to go away because he was no good. One day, Pikachu was called forward. Pikachu just successfully accomplished the most difficult part of his training. So good, Pikachu had beaten the previous high score. Pikachu knew that now that he had beaten the previous high score, he was sure to get a place on the greatest team of superheroes the world had ever seen. So Pikachu went to the commander-in-chief, and at this time it was Squirtle. But when Pikachu got there, suddenly there was more than Squirtle. There were also others. Pikachu said, what's going on? Don't worry, everyone said. It's going to be all right. But Pikachu knew this had to be a trap. That much he had learned from his horrible childhood. <laughs> Quickly, Pikachu kicked the table into Squirtle's chest. And this is... <laughs> Squirtle tried to stop him, but Pikachu was too quick and, and hit him. Squirtle then said, I'm going to let you do this to me. I will not let you go free. Pikachu said, I will be free, no matter what you do to me. The others didn't want to risk being hit by Pikachu, so they took the file from his desk and ran away. And the World Health Organization ran after him, from the, or ran away from the other recruits. So Pikachu was right not to trust the WHO, because it turned out they were an evil organization, planning out to sell Pikachu to another evil organization. But that was, what was Pikachu to do now, all alone in this world? Who could Pikachu trust now? Pikachu sat down on the pavement. It was raining loudly, and people were hurrying down towards home, towards home of course, ignoring him. The world had been unusually cruel to Pikachu, First, his horrific childhood, where he was treated badly. And then it was disappointing when he joined the WHO, because it turned out to be nothing but an evil organization. 
So Pikachu sat there with his iPhone playing, listening to soothing tunes. He was listening to Like a Virgin by Madonna. <laughs> what the heck? Then all of a sudden, footsteps approached Pikachu, but he didn't hear it because of the music. Pikachu then looked up, and a mysterious figure wearing a long raincoat was sitting there. What's wrong, kiddo? said the mysterious stranger. I'm fed up with life, said Pikachu. I'm so good at everything, but everyone hates me for it. I can't keep going anymore. And then with the softest voice, Pikachu spoke the darkest truth. I just don't want to be a Pokemon anymore. The stranger laughed out loudly. <laughs> don't worry, dear Pikachu. You're a great Pokemon, and life's going to turn out great for you. The world hates me too, the stranger said. With one swoop, the stranger removed his coat. Oh, oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. You want to take a guess? I was going to mute too. Nope. Oh, uh, damn it. Uh, is, oh, God. I need to guess something. Um, Charizard. No. It was Flint. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a twist. That's exactly what Pikachu said. Pikachu said, oh my, OMG. Calm down, young one, said Flint. I, too, am misunderstood. Oh, I suppose that could be true, said Pikachu. Now come with me, said Flint. And he reached out for Pikachu. Let me take care of you. You and I, we can take on the world together. And we will have freedom. For freedom, Pikachu said as he accepted Flint's hand. And together they went off. And Pikachu finally seemed happy. What? Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> that was like a... I felt like I was watching like a a noir, like film noir drama or something i was trying is this is this a referencing something or nope. is this pure jacob creation <laughs> this is pure jacob creation this is what happens when jacob's under crunch and just writes whatever comes to his why mind. is the that world health awesome. organization an evil organization um because it's like uh they seem to be good so it was like i had to think of something and i just read about the new variant and it said them so i just put them oh Oh my God. We're not getting political. No, no, no. That was not a COVID. political thing. I, okay. I was reading it. That hit my head. I was like, people may take that as political. It was honestly just the first thing that I was reading about that day. So, and plus that would be kind of a catch 22 if like 10 years from now we're like, oh, they're an evil organization. It's just like, whoa. Oh my God. Okay. So that was more of my like serious one. I'm glad that Pikachu was accepted in the end. Yeah, I know. Oh, Flint's a real hero. Yep. I think I saw what's the Oliver Twist before I wrote that too. So I was th I, think, I was thinking Dickens. I went at the beginning with the or with the orphanage and the sadness and the yes. I was thinking like him joining the pickpockets. Yes, that yeah. is true. I saw two Dickens movies before I actually wrote this. I saw A Christmas Carol and then Oliver Twist. So that actually yep. is, okay. So that's a, it's kind of funny when you go back and you see where you pull this stuff from. Good job. Yes, and now it's time for my second one. And this one, hopefully, is a softer tone. That was what it was meant to be, because I, like I said, the first one was kind of gray, we will say. Yeah, that was depressing. That was yeah. depressing. I need to pick me up. And good for Flint and Pikachu, though, right? Yes. We should have known it was Flint. And this, my next one is called <laughs> The Competition, and I guess I'll get into it right now. Ash and Misty were entering the room. Hey, Misty, said Ash. Misty was looking unhappy, though. Bad news, Ash. We are broke. Huh? But after our last adventure, we were rich. 
Yes, but after taxes, we are broke. In fact, we owe so much money because their tax rate is just crazy here in Pokemon, the Pokemon universe. <laughs> oh, darn it. What will we do? said Ash to Misty. We need to make a lot of money to pay that tax or else we're going to lose our mansion in which oh, we live I don't in. Li- I, don't, I don't like where oh, this no. is going. It could be repossessed. It, it's, uh, stay with me. It's not bad. I promise. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not, yeah, it's not that the kind fact of that you're, The fact that your minds went there. Oh, okay. Goodness. Every single one of these fanfictions is like, when does it get sexy? Yeah, if you wanted a sexy. sexy fanfiction, you'd have to write it yourself. Okay, I did okay. not. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so Misty says, hey, we need to make a lot of money to pay off this tax or we're going to lose our mansion. It will be repossessed. I love how they have a mansion. Yeah. Like 10. <laughs> hey, James had one. That's true. Well, his family was rich. Anyway. Just then, <laughs> the TV, which was on all this time, changed to a news announcement. And the World Getting Lost Championship final starts tomorrow. Aside, ah! from the, <laughs> aside from the coveted trophy, the prize this year will include six million pokey dollars. In other news, a war, Misty shut off the TV. Oh my god. <laughs> I like how the war is the other news. In other news. <laughs> we know they only care about themselves. We've learned yeah. we know this from watching the series. Oh god. Okay, I'm sorry. Go 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 on. Of course, said Ash. Getting lost. Why didn't I think of that? Yes, getting lost. The sport of kings. Ash nodded in agreement. We can make lots of money doing that and pay off the tax we owe. Yes, screamed Misty, getting excited. But we need an inn, else we won't be allowed in. Don't worry. I know someone who can get us into the finals. Oh, that's good. I'm guessing it's Brock. Yeah, Brock. Probably Brock. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Probably. <laughs> And with that, and with Ash sharing that news, they got into the finals. <laughs> the next day, Ash was dreaming. Misty snapped him out of it by bursting into his room. Ash, the contest st- starts soon. You're late. Brock and Seymour have already changed into their getting lost kits. Oh no, I overslept. That's not like me at all, said Ash. <laughs> Ash got dressed on the way downstairs and sk- started skidding into the arena. The audience was already there. And he got a big applause as he entered. Ah, you made it, I see. Have a nice night, Seymour sneered. At that moment, Ash realized he had been drugged. What? That explained the strange (laughs) dream last night. Did Seymour drug him? (laughs) Seymour drugged him. Seymour must have have drugged him him while they were talking the other day. It was too late to do anything about it, though. He had to hope that there was no more surprises. The starter walked on that moment, told them to get ready. Seymour grinned at our hero, showing all his evil teeth. Blam! The starter fired, and the starting contest started. Brock took the early lead. Ash quickly caught up with the getting losting. Brock was sweating like mad, trying to stay in the contest. Seymour was relaxed, though, barely getting losting at all. What's he up to? It's like he's not even trying. And why does he care anyway? He always said getting lost was stupid. I knew something's not I knew something's not right, said Ash while pulling off a particular difficult getting lost move. Just then disaster striked. There was a loud bang and Brock collapsed. Oh no. Ash getting losted backwards for a bit. Brock, are you okay? Uh sabotage. Brock collapsed. Who did it? Who? Seymour grinned. 
<coughs> Just then, the gong went. It was halftime. As Brock was taken to the hospital by a blimp, Ash and Misty retired to the locker room. Seymour was already there, still grinning. Oh, what a shame. Brock isn't going to be able to compete anymore. Even though I'm going to come second, you know. I might let you win out of my generosity, Seymour sniggered again. With that, Seymour left the locker room through the back door. Gosh darn it, Misty said. Seymour drives me mad. You know, I think it had something to do with Brock's accident, Ash said. Ash Thanks, was Ash. Ash was thinking hard. Ash is in character in this. Yes. Seymour is never generous. Lack of generosity is his one defined characteristic. Well, that and evil. That means, said Misty, her slow cogs working. He wants to come second, said Ash. Do you think that's because he wants the second prize medal? Said Ash, winning. Yes. It must be because the second prize is really a master ball. Yes. Now that I look at the second prize, I notice it now. It is clearly the master ball. Wait, can I interrupt for one minute? Yes. Okay, so the first prize is six million dollars, and the second 16, prize sixteen million euros 16. or uh, poke dollars euros. <laughs> euros. I was gonna say euros. <laughs> so the first prize is a money prize, and the second prize is a master ball. Yes. Okay, I feel like the master ball would be more valuable. Is this your fan fiction? No. Are you critiquing <laughs> Alex? Yes, I am. <laughs> no, this is your world. I'm just. I am. I'm just here for it. I'm listening. I wanted to understand. Okay. Okay. So Seymour wants to come in second for the master ball. Exactly, said Ash to Misty. So we must. We have to beat Seymour by being the best at coming second? How are we going to do that? You have never lost before. I know, said Ash. I'm just not sure I know how. You've got to, though. Just this once, you have to come in second. No, I can't. But I have an idea. You could compete. Me? said Misty, surprised. Do they even allow girls like me to, to be able to get lost? Yes, it's a modern contest. A few girls have already competed. I'll win the contest as normal. And you will come in second. You can do this. Okay, Ash. I'll do it for you. That was a callback to them saying that Misty's kind of a second-rate character. I, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Then they heard the gong. The final leg of the Getting Lost contest had begun. As they walked into the Getting Lost arena again, there was an applause from the crowd. Seymour was lying down relaxing, clearly pretty relaxed. I want to compete, shouted Misty, proudly wearing a Getting Lost kit already. What? said Seymour, sitting bolt upright in panic. Yes, I am competing, said Misty. I have checked the rules and it's allowed, said Nurse Joy. Who was the getting lost referee? Gah! I'll beat you anyway, said Seymour. He was definitely starting to try to get lost. Ash was already well in the lead by now, so he turned around and watched the real contest, the one between Seymour and Misty. Misty had to get the second prize. Kanto depended on it. You can't defeat me, screamed Seymour as he started getting lost intensely. I have to. Ash believes in me. The contest went a long time. Aside from Ash, Misty, and Seymour, they were the best getting losters in the world. The crowd went wild as they competed and approached the finish line. Come on, Misty, you can do it, said Ash, who already won an hour ago. 
spurred on by Ash, Misty put on <laughs> spurred on by Ash, Misty put on a last burst of effort, stunning the crowd. No, screamed Seymour. Joy fired the flare gun that officially marked the contest as over. No, screamed Seymour. Well done, Misty. You have come second and officially get the second prize award, said Nurse Joy as she handed Misty the master ball. No, screamed Seymour. Misty looked at the prize, and it was the master ball. Ash had been right all along. She gave it to Ash as she knew that he could be trusted with it. Okay, Cantu is safe now, said Ash. Thank you, Ash, screamed the crowd. Ash took a bow. (laughs) With that, Seymour got arrested, and everyone else went home. The end. (laughs) Brock's still in the hospital. (laughs) Brock's still in the hospital. (laughs) I love how it's the getting lost competition, and there's a finish line. Wait, so what exactly does getting lost entail? They just gotta get lost. It's like whoever looks like they're wondering the most, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Jake. <laughs> that was a lighter note, right? Yes. Yeah. Much better than Pikachu and his orphan days and nobody loves him. Oh my god. I did notice Pikachu was not in this story, so I choose to believe these are happening concurrently. My thought process for that one was this was Ash's dream where he's like the most important thing in the universe and he like saves the day. That's the reason why the crowd thanks thanks Ash only and not anyone else. And Kanto is so relieved that Ash is there. The detail of can girls compete because this is the Pokemon world? Yep. That's not far off, really, from season one. Yeah, it's really not. It is, because that's what Ash says the whole time. It's like, can girls even be trainers? So. Oh, God. Good job, Jacob. That was great. (laughs) Thank you. Y'all ready for mine? Oh, God. I'm so curious. I just, okay, just a little side note real quick. I've been pestering Austin for weeks about this. I'm like, can you just give me a little hint? Help me with mine. What did you do? All this stuff. I got nothing. So I am so curious what you ended up writing about. (laughs) I'm mildly ashamed of mine. Um. No, no no shame. This is a creative outlet. Mine is titled The Yaw Mask of the Red Death. Ooh. I like it. This is um, a tribute to Edgar Allan Poe in his story, The Mask of the Red Death. That's so interesting. Now I feel even worse I didn't have a title. Look at you with your title. Okay. I liked your title. Was it a fan fiction episode? It was just fan fiction yeah, episode. Straight <laughs> <laughs> to the point. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, good lordy. Okay. No pressure. So, just a uh, pre-warning, this was written in 45 minutes, and there was no proofing involved. I just wrote it, and I was done. So, we're going to see how that went. There's no <clears> proofing, <throat> I think, with any of no, ours. No, I so. didn't proof mine either. I just dove in. This is also a bit of a mystery, so let me know if you figure it out. And it's okay if it has bad grammar, because I put that in mine on purpose a little bit, too. Okay, good. My immortal style. For my immortal, yeah, exactly. I was definitely getting that vibe. I appreciated it. You're welcome. All right. <clears throat> The Red Death had devastated the region of Kanto. This mysterious ailment had afflicted the population rapidly, 
causing certain doom for all the quirky Cantonian folks. The first sign of illness was a feeling of fatigue, followed quickly by red lesions emerging across the crown of a victim's head. These lesions were adored with pus-yellow spots and would grow in size down the back of the sufferer's neck before enveloping the whole of their back. The process would take an a-, a half hour before the diseased would become completely unresponsive, their eyes overtaken with a milky gaze. But Bill, the lighthouse keeper, was giddy and joyous, as he always was. Okay. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm sorry. (laughs) Was that a plot twist? (laughs) I was not expecting Bill to show up. I wasn't either. Oh my god, he's right there in the first paragraph. Oh man, of course he would be giddy and joyous since there's a plague sweeping the land and Bill is unaffected by this. All right. Okay. <laughs> There's more cameos to come. Ooh, oh, God. I like I'm it. here for it. Okay. As the population was being ravaged with blinding speed, Bill decided to invite dozens of the most important season one and early season two characters <laughs> to his spooky lighthouse castle. Bill went all out in his quick preparations, transforming said spooky lighthouse into an extravagant venue with all sorts of entertainment and activities to keep the various filler episode characters amused. Stella, the circus ringmaster, performed an inside circus as her Mr. Mimes barrier ensured everyone was safely confined within the, within the lighthouse compound. Duplica, in her ditto, performed all sorts of impressions, which the simple-minded people of Kanto marveled at. <laughs> simple-minded people. No. Oh. The lighthouse, oh, this is when it gets kind of weird. The lighthouse had been separated into 15 separate sections, each themed after a different Pokemon type. There were only 15 because the scientists of Kanto apparently don't communicate with the other, other regions and were unaware of the dark steel and fairy types. So there was no black, silver, or hot pink rooms. But there was fire red, leaf green, water blue, electric yellow, psychic purple, Fighting Brown, Normal White, Dragon Gold, Ice Turquoise, Bug Teal, Flying Sky Blue, Poison Magenta, and Ghost Lavender Parlors. Ooh. Kudos for the going the extra mile there. Parlors. Ooh. There was also setups for the rock and ground types in different shades of gray, but they were so similar that nobody could tell which was which. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, accurate. Okay. There being a red rune... Red Room ruined the symbolism of escaping the Red Death, but Bill is such an inconsistent weirdo that he did not care. Things went shockingly well, even after several months of these eccentric personality types in isolation with each other. The Sensational Sisters had long taken, long taken over the Water Blue Room and were putting on swimming shows for their many male fans. <laughs> Anthony, the P1 Championship competitor, set up a gym in the Fighting Brown room and ignored his daughter Rebecca's pleas to come back home, wherever that was. Oh my god. There there were no openable windows to the outside world, so Tommy's father was unable to drop any infants from Fatal Heights. Kaiser, who liked to hang out in the dragon room, hadn't actually shot anyone in spite of pointing his pistol in the face of everyone he saw. Norman, the toll booth attendant, had set up a oh bicycle my god. path. Oh my god, I didn't think about Norman. <laughs> oh my 
my god, we're getting some real callbacks. Yeah, this here. is like a Ocean's like Eleven thing here going on. <laughs> I try to think of everyone I could. You yeah, know what this uh, this fan fiction reminds me of? Those like recap episodes that you get during like a season, and it's like everything thus far. So these are all <laughs> the characters that we've seen thus far. Pretty yep. much. You're getting a little blip about them. I like it. <laughs> Wait, where was I? Norman, the toll booth attendant, had set up a bicycle path for people to leisurely bike about. Flint had attempted to abandon his children several times, but the doors were barricaded too well for him to make his escape. That was for you, Jacob. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> After six months, Bill could no longer contain his excitement for the main quarantine event, the Pokemon Masquerade Party. Ooh. Oh, no. The costume party Misty had once assumed Bill had come from had finally arrived. Everyone present must dress up as their favorite Pokemon. The costumes didn't have to be made out of the actual fossilized remains of the Pokemon, but it was encouraged. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bill. Oh, my gosh. He's a freak of nature, that one. Yeah, Bill's our main character here. Bill presided over the masquerade upon his throne, pulsating with excitement from within his Kabuto costume. Pulsating? Oh, oh, are right. you sure this yeah. isn't turning into a sexy fan? <laughs> yeah, people it doesn't, in rooms. Okay. <laughs> the various characters flitted about from room to room, chatting amongst themselves. At one point, a Pidgey Cuckoo clock chimed, and everyone paused in surprise, but they continued to party on. Two man-sized Clefairy approached the throne. It was Seymour and Oswald in Clefairy costumes. Oh, Yay, gosh. Okay. Fitting. A man-sized Clefairy. Ugh. This should be an episode. I think you just wrote an actual Pokemon episode here. I think I did. This is an episode of Pokemon Chronicles. That didn't air. <laughs> That's right. Oswald held up a blinking device that was loudly clanging. The red death detecting machine I got in a cereal box is saying that the red death is here in the lighthouse. Oswald exclaimed. Seymour flung up his arms in excitement, proclaiming, Finally, the alien disease has come to take over our minds. We'll transcend our physical bodies and be, be unleashed into the cosmos to join our alien brethren. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did I lose you, Alex? <laughs> no. Oh my god. You know, the best part about this is I can completely see this happening. Like, this right? is not far off to, from, his, from his regular personality. It, so. It's so applicable. Like, I'm telling you, Austin just wrote an episode. I know. It, it really just seems like he just... Austin, I think you just wrote an episode of Pokemon, like I said before. This Finally, is fantastic. the alien disease this will is way help better. us transcend our physical form. Yes. <laughs> please continue, okay. We're like halfway through. Oh, keep going, please. Where was I? Okay. Bill crawled along the floor. Wait, wait, wait. No, he did not do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there to Bill. <laughs> you guys haven't crawled along the floor yet. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the part where he yes. crawled on the floor. I want you to reread this, but put it in random parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bill scanned the entry slash hallway slash foyer slash throne room with his blood red giant Kabuto eyes. On the other side of the room, he saw them, a cloaked figure with a series of mushrooming red protrusions adorned on the top of their head and down their spine. It appeared as if whoever this was had created a crass costume that mocked the appearance of those plagued with the red death. Bill was outraged. The masquerade party, or no, this masquerade costume was not on theme. How dare this person mock the sensibilities of Bill's costume fetish that he was imposing upon everyone else. 
Oh my god. Okay, now now Bill crawled along the floor to confront <laughs> <laughs> no, to confront the red death robe figure. I'm glad we finally got to this part. Oh my god. <laughs> I, oh boy, making... I, I continue describing the crawling as here seems. <laughs> no, keep going, please. I think Bill is actually turned out to be my favorite character. Oh my god. This is everything that the Lighthouse episode should have been. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's just perfect. Keep oh going, my god, please. this is so much better than what I was picturing. Okay. Okay, well, so Bill's crawling. It was a long and arduous process to do so from within his Kabuto costume, as he had to crawl with his little yellow pincers. <laughs> The mysterious figure. Sorry, go on. Can I, does he think he's being sneaky with this? I don't like, know. Knowing what Bill's he's doing. character, does he? Does he think no one can see him? Listen, oh I God. can't understand Bill. Could you imagine? Can you just picture in your head for a minute a man-sized kabuto, like a guy in a costume, crawling on the floor? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you know that his is the best costume because it was pre-made. The others had to like kind of scrap together. I'm pretty sure there's some good stuff in the lighthouse, but I mean, Bill's was like, you know, pre-engineered here, so it's the best looking one. How absurd. Mm, okay. The mysterious figure left through a doorway into another room, swaying from side to side at a glacial pace as Bill the Kabuto Man was in pursuit. <laughs> They slowly darted amongst the masquerade attendees from room to room. Bill cried out for Officer Jenny to stop the offender, but all of the Jennies were in the bathroom snorting cocaine as a family. Finally, after hours of crawling and a journey through the many different, differently colored rooms, Bill caught up to the Red Death adorned mystery person. The retreating figure had finally stopped, turning to confront the exhausted and furious Bill. Crazed with fury, Bill plunged one of the pin- one of the pincers into the torso of the Red Death. Oh my, oh my god! Violence. Yeah, okay. he's going after it, isn't he? The two stood locked for a tense moment as the Cantonian people looked on in terror. But then the Kabuto costume Kabuto costume fell backwards and appeared to shrivel up. AJ, who was wearing Sandshrew themed bondage gear that was way <laughs> less of an eyesore than his usual outfit. Push the little button on the ca- on the Kabuto that caused the entire thing to fall apart, revealing Bill, dead-eyed, covered in red lesions. It was oh. the Red Death. Oh no, Bill! Oh no, Bill! How did he get affected so quickly? We'll find out. The filler characters were overcome with the courage only mob mentality allows, and they all jumped toward the Red Death. In the chaos, someone... Let's say, I don't know, Giselle snatched the cloak and tore it off, tossing it to the floor. There was no person underneath the cloak. It was a cloud of yellow spores. Everyone gasped in shock. The spores suddenly billowed out in all directions, overtaking the spectators. Each character's eyes went milky as the lesions appeared on their bodies and they collapsed to the floor. Oh my gosh. Once everyone had stopped screaming, silence. (laughs) Is that a laugh line? (laughs) Once everyone had stopped screaming, silence overtook the building. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No more music. No more revelry. No more annoying cartoon voices that the four kids dub actors had to come up with for each of these characters. But then, an eerie and unknown echoing call floated through the lighthouse from outside. Actually, never mind. It wasn't unknown. It was just stock sound effects of whale calls. 
The giant dragonite, the giant dragonite shrouded in silhouette, had been summoned by by the signal of the many different colors for the party. It stood outside the lighthouse, waiting for someone to launch rockets at it. But when that didn't happen, it got bored and punched a hole through the wall. The spores spilled out from the building and floated around the dragonite, but appeared to have no effect. The sigh of a young woman came from the ground below. Looks like we'll have to use some more of your miracle spores, Parasect. The oh, young woman shit. said. Oh, yeah. I do, I, yep. Wow. Did you figure it out, Jacob? Yeah, I thought that was coming a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said something. <laughs> I couldn't remember her name. Was it Cassandra? Cassandra. Yeah, uh, okay, Cassandra? Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. Parasect. Her dead-eyed Parasect agreed. It was Cassandra, a.k.a. Cassandra. AKA, <laughs> yes, I was going to say, we can't even figure it out. A.k.a. the green-haired girl from Moss Green Village. She affixed her gas mask as Parasect began to discharge a large cloud of spores. The clouds billowed as it grew larger, then larger, then even larger than that. Finally, the fog of spores were enough to overtake the Dragonite which also became afflicted with the red mushroom with yellow spots that had overtaken everyone in the lighthouse. Great job, Parasect, Cassandra beamed. You've become so powerful ever since those Pokemon trainers and those superheroes helped us level grind. Now we're (laughs) able to create so many of your spores. We can even go find that giant mutant Tentacruel and take over its body too. Your parasitic fungus will be able to take over every living creature in the world. We'll finally be able to save the world. Parasect, Parasect agreed. Cassandra and Parasect continued their journey to save the world until they fell off a randomly collapsing bridge and died. Melanie... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Melanie found their bodies and stored them in her cabin. Edgar Allan Poe and Takashi Shudo both rolled in their graves because of the stupidity (laughs) of this fanfiction. The end. Oh my gosh. Yay! That was. Oh my gosh! That was a. Ro- I, what was wow. that after? Was that was the uh, inspiration for that from Poe? What's it called? The Mask of the Red Death. Okay. Which is all, it references a lot, but yeah, that's what I was gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna po- look at that later. Yeah. Okay. That was so meta, Austin. <laughs> I was having fun. That's the best word, meta. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, you guys! Everybody did a good job. Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. We had a wide berth of different takes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a scathe. I feel like that was part scathing critique of all the episodes we've seen so far and part like brilliant. Done with love. Yes. That would have been like, say season one's over and then you're just like, let me summarize what season one is actually like. And you just read that story. You'd that be like. Basically it. Yeah. That was basically season one. Yeah. Perfect. Anybody who's listening, if you haven't watched or listened to any of our other podcast episodes this was basically a recap of all the characters <laughs> yeah, this yeah is now it. you don't have to listen to the kill bill episode that you can't understand a single word of that was you know what that was fun i'm glad that we did something different yeah that was a lot of fun so we had like a romance a tragedy a farce and like a mystery satire horror situation we covered a lot of genres i'm glad i think we could turn pro Oh my god, I'm not writing anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to do this again? I don't know. I feel like I would need a lot of like, I don't know. I need to be in the right mindset. This took so long. Like, I agonized over this, probably unnecessarily so. 
that my approach is like when I was in school and all this stuff, I'd always do papers early just to make sure that, you know, they're done on time and I could turn them in way before this. I was like, I'm going to wait till crunch and just write whatever comes to my head. <laughs> and then that's what we're going to go with. Because if I started like at the time, Austin even mentioned doing this or we talked about doing this, I would just kept changing it and changing it and yeah. never would have stuck mm-hmm. to one central idea. So it's kind of just like, that's really makes you appreciate authors way to actually hone in on an idea and stick with it because i there's no way i could no way yeah i feel all the same mine was this was my idea the entire time was to have all the filler characters together but i but i waited until right a couple just recently because i wanted to make sure i remembered who all the characters were and what our critiques of them would be that was a good good idea yeah i think it's better I'm, i'm with you jacob on that like i told austin yesterday i was like i'm not gonna write it i'm just gonna like I'd overthink it. Well, I was overthinking it the whole time, but like staying up till two in the morning writing, I'm like, okay, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. And there's no room to change it now. So. <laughs> all right. Well, after hearing all three stories, maybe we should move on to our MVP. And <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> we could do that. We're close. <laughs> uh, well, that was, that honestly would have been good to have at the end of season one with Austin's episode thing there. We can do another one. Maybe next time if we do this fan fiction writing thing again, we should do a randomizer of like what genre and then Ooh. whatever genre we get, we have Ooh. to write that. Yes. Like we all really have to do like prompts. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's what we should do. What if we wrote different parts of the story? Like <gasps> Alex did Ooh. the intro and then I did the, or not like, you know, like what do they so call it'd be it? like Climbing? an exquisite corpse kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Like Alex Where would just you get the up. previous ones and then you add on. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. And then uh, that's also do that. a good idea. Or you could just randomly write it. Like Alex would do the intro part around the theme, and then we'll name the characters, and then we sort of random put them in there, or we do whatever. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll do something like that again. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Well, what did you guys think about that, listeners? Did you? What are your overall thoughts on us changing it up a little bit? <laughs> yes, Regardless of your know. thoughts, leave five stars and then tell us what you thought. Yes. Comment and leave a five-star review. Write your own fan fiction as a review and we'll read it on the podcast. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> a, a super flash fiction. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Now, do you guys have anything else to say or do you want to go ahead and wrap it up? Should we go over what we're doing next week? Yes. I was about to toss it to you to mention the... What we're doing next. Unfortunately, next week is the start of our two-part Christmas specials. Yay! What do you mean, unfortunately? This is the festive time. Because one of the episodes is Holiday Hijinks, starring Jinx. Well, there's that little caveat. Yeah, that's one of the ones. And the other one we'll be watching is Snow Way Out. Yeah, I remember that one. Was the hijinks one banned? Yes, it is. Okay, okay, because I don't remember watching that one ever. We're going to have to look on the internet to find that one, because it's not available currently streaming legally anywhere. Okay. I think like a little bit of, you know, tragedy and and a banned episode to get you in the holiday spirit. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. We'll cover that. (laughs) It's almost that time. That's right. All right. Well, audience, you have that to look forward to for our next episode. And we just like to say thank Yes, Austin? Do we want to do the My Immortal thing? Yes. Okay, we can. 
You weren't seriously going to leave it off on a cliffhanger from last week, were you? Okay, well, I was just kind of going off personal preference, and I had my fill. But if we want to continue on, we can. (laughs) So that is the fan fiction portion of the podcast. We do have a little reading or a continuation of my immortal. And I think the agreement was we're going to read a chapter or a chapter each. What we feeling? I feel like this has been going kind of long, so maybe we should do one chapter. Okay, we'll do one chapter. Okay, what chapter did we leave off of? We're on chapter 10. But should we should we play outro music and then do it? Let me read that. You mean to go and read the outro then and then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that concludes this episode for now. And we just like to say thank you all for listening and be sure to, sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. That's outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, that is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues. a little bonus portion here for the listeners we are gonna continue with my immortal we're gonna do one chapter today because this podcast is running a little long we have chapter 10 and i guess the randomizer will speak to see who reads it is that cool with everybody yep yes all righty and it is austin is gonna be okay chapter good. 10 Okay, I gotta preface this. Chapter 10 starts out with a slur that I'm not gonna read on this podcast. <laughs> really? Let me see. Yeah, the, yeah. the author's notes. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that happen more than once? I'm sure it does. So, content warning whenever we do these My Immortal episodes, there's always gonna be something that we would not normally have in our regular episodes. Okay, part of me feels like I've been kind of coercing you guys into finish or er, to keep on reading this. So, I apologize <laughs> if that's the case, but I think Alex, this is it, fun. <laughs> it's one third your podcast. <laughs> read it, damn it. Read it. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> read it. You're gonna read it. Chapter 10 A N. Stupid gay F word. If you don't like my story, then fuck off. Puss, it turns out Bloody Mary isn't a muggle effort all, and she and Vampire are evil. That's why they moved houses okay. I was really scared about Vladimort all day. I was even upset, went to hurt rehearsals with my gothic metal band Bloody Gothic Rose 666. I am the lead singer of it, and I play guitar. People say that we sound like a cross between GC, Slipknot, and MCR. The other people in the band are Bloody Mary, Vampire, Draco, Ron, although we call him Diabolo now. He has black hair now with red-blue streaks in it. And Hagrid. Only today, Draco and Vampire were depressed, so they weren't coming, and we wrote songs instead. I knew Draco was probably slitting his wrist. He couldn't die because he was a vampire too, and the only way you can kill a vampire is with a C-R-O-S-S. There's no way I'm running that or a stake. And Vampire was probably watching a depressing movie like The Corpse Bride. I put on a black leather shirt that showed off my boobs and tiny matching miniskirt that said Simple Plan on the butt. You might think I'm a slut, 
but I'm really not. <laughs> we were singing a cover of Helena, and at the end of the song, I bur- bust into tears. Ebony, are you okay? Bloody Mary asked in a concerted voice. Yeah, I read that right. What the fuck do you think? I asked angrily, and then I said, Well, Voldemort came, and the fucking bastard told me to fucking kill Harry, but I don't want to kill him, because he's really nice, and even if he did go out with Draco, but if I don't kill Harry, then Voldemort will fucking kill Draco. I burst into tears. Suddenly, Draco jumped out from behind a wall. (laughs) There's a wall there. Okay. Why is she calling him Harry, by the way? I'm sorry. His name's Vampire now. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Why didn't you fucking tell me? He shouted. How could you, you, you fucking poser muggle bitch? See, is that out of character? I started to cry and cry. Draco started to cry too, all sensitive. Then he ran out crying. (laughs) We practiced for one more hour. Okay, I'd like to point out a couple things. First of all, they said they weren't practicing. They were writing songs, and yet here they are practicing. Another thing was, she said she would not, not write the word cross, even though she has used the word cross in this chapter. Yes. Okay. We practiced for one more hour. Then suddenly, Dumbledore walked in angrily. His eyes were all fiery, and I knew this time it wasn't because he had a headache. Oh, no. <laughs> what have you done? He started to cry wisely. See, that's basically nut warring, and this time he was really upset, and you will see why. Ebony, Draco has been found in his room. He committed suicide by slitting his wrist. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> what the heck is this? Oh, this is so tragic. Okay. To be continued. Wait, I thought she said Draco couldn't die. He, he couldn't dr- dr- die by slitting his wrist. So it's, that's li- where okay, he wait. Was. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Earlier in the chapter, she says he wouldn't die because he was a vampire, too. And the only way you can kill a vampire is with a cross or a stake. So how the hell is he able to, to die? This doesn't make sense. It, we're overthinking this. I'm overthinking this. I'm thinking too much. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's designed to is to make you overthink. It's to infuriate you and mystify you all at one time. Oh, it's doing a lot of that. As the journey continues. As the journey continues. We'll, chapter el- 11 will be the next one. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to that bonus. All right. Catch you next time.